Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 75. I am Eugene. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Of course, I got the boy Ike with me. What's going on? What's going on? Man, nothing much. Nothing much. It's hot as hell today. It's like over. Boy. It was 105 on the on the car temperature. Bruh. I, I am not, not Siz- feeling that at all. Nah, Sizzling. At all. I, I was worried about the baby. We had a doctor's appointment in... Boy, a ten minute drive and he's in the hot. He's in the car seat. We taking him out. That dude is on fire. It's like, shh, yeah, the heat. The he's not playing out here. But uh, you know, crib. yeah, yeah, man. We might have to make these uh, doctor visits. Uh, no, virtual, on, uh, virtual or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So on this episode today, we we're gonna be talking NFC West uh, teams and their fantasy outlooks. And of course, we gotta bring in another guest to talk to talk about the NFC West. Our special guest today is, you know, no other no other than Mr. Fire Content Only, Mr. NFL Network. We got our boy LQ Jones, aka Real Deal Fantasy on Twitter. What's going on, boy? What's going on, my guy? What's going on, bro? I'm glad to be here to talk some ball with y'all, man. This is this is a good division to dissect, especially in the head to the fantasy draft and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very popular division. Very popular division. Mm-hmm. With with the exception of the Cardinals, because nobody- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they might be booty again this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the team might, that might not be too much farther behind them is uh, your home squad, man. Nah, chill. We good. <laughs> <laughs> we good. We back, baby. <laughs> we healthy. We back. We good, man. Chill. Oh man. All right. So before we uh, get the pod started, LQ, you got anything? You know, cooking. Just you no. Know, let the people know where where you where they can find your stuff. What you got going on now, and what you might have coming coming once the 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 season starts up. I mean, right now I'm chilling. I mean, I got content just coming. It. I got some cooking, but. I'm really being lazy right now because, man, it's just so much going on right now with fantasy. You, you getting the news of the Devontae Parkers and the the looming of Dalvin Cook. Where's he going? Like it's just too much right now to try to pop in and drop some contests. I just been on chill mode and kind of waiting for the season to start. Uh, I feel that. All right. Yeah. So so it's funny that you bring up Devontae Parker. You know, I know I I saw right before we we did the shot. I saw you drop something about. Uh, Mr. I am, I am him, Devontae Parker himself with his new contract extension. Tell, tell us what you think, man. I mean, the Patriots basically just told the world we got DeAndre Hopkins at home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it, like, they Yo. literally shut down all of those rumors. Just a day, a day after DeAndre Hopkins was like the presumed favorite to land in New England. Yeah. Now, who, know, who knows? Maybe that could still happen, but I, I think this all kind of basically shuts the door on that they yeah, gave him three years and 33 million dollars like what are we doing what are we doing yeah it's a lot of money like real quick to try it like i i don't understand the move it's like you could have put that money elsewhere like jacoby myers i think jacoby myers would have been happy with that with a little bit more guarantee but it's like you drop the bag and extend Devonte parker mm. nah I'm not I, I didn't even see I wasn't even I haven't even seen him get drafted on underdog at all. Like in any draft no. so far that I've seen, I haven't seen him get drafted at all. So that's on the money though, right? Nah. Yeah, follow nah. 
this is what this is one of them cases where nah, man, we ain't following that money, man. That's nah. that's bad work over there. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let I'll let other people take care of that. I'll let other people draft him. That thirty-one receptions for five thirty-nine, three touchdowns, man. Contract extension. Oh, you, hey, hey, you, hey, you gotta lock oh, that. You gotta lock that. Man, I can go out there and do that this season, bro. If you give me that, bro. Time. Bro, better. But, but but didn't want to pay uh Jacoby uh and he pretty much doubled what what uh what Parker did. It's crazy. I don't yeah, know, yeah. man. I don't I don't get it. Give me his eight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I wonder. I wonder is. I wonder if it's Drew Rosenhaus, man, because you, you know how he he can work his magic hey, with he anybody. Is, he he be getting his clients his paid. number. I need. I need one mil. That's it. I'm not. I'm not hey. greedy. Hey. Yeah. Hey. We, Hey, one mil. I can I can make some work with that, man. I don't need two. Right. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? I can get a shaking, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into uh you know to this division. The first thing I want to talk about is the Arizona Cardinals. The wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. You you want to talk about the Cardinals? Yeah, it's gonna be quick. Okay. That's oh, why I want to talk okay. about them. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah, excited to talk about the Cardinals. No, no. All right. I'm excited. Now you to get... in that. You're like, yeah, let's talk about the Cardinals. <laughs> hey man, I gotta get excited when I can. You know, we can get in and out of, of a team because usually you'll spend 20, 30 minutes on a team. This one shouldn't take long at all, man. So let's go and get them out the way first. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the moves that they made this all season, they just released D Hop. They couldn't find nobody to take that. Their uh, ridiculous offer of what a first and a second or whatever they were asking for, nobody was yeah. gonna pay it, so yep. they were forced to release him. Mm-hmm. They drafted Michael Wilson in the third. I know people were kind of hyped up about him. Ah, uh, they talked <laughs> about rumored him moving the tight end. I, I don't know, man. I it's I guess. And then they drafted uh, Clayton Toon in the fifth, and we've already been hearing news about. Him potentially starting week one because they don't know about Colt McCoy. I know he's recovering from a soldier injury. Uh, they had the Penn State God himself, Tri- uh, McSorley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wolf. Uh, so, I mean, he's in contention to start the, the beginning of the season, which would you know kind of signal for me that they're looking to tank. But we'll get into that later. Y'all got any you know, comments or, or anything like that in terms of the moves that they made offensively for this team? I let you I, yeah, well, look, well, they got a new head coach in Jonathan Gannon, um, and you know, I think one of his one of the first things we saw one of his first videos his, you know awkward interaction with with uh, with Kyler Murray yes, in the weight room or whatever it was. <laughs> hey, yo, who mans uh, this? Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> was like, "Oh, hey, hey, coach." <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think Kyler even knew who, who like who he was or anything like that. Yeah. Until, 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 a new staff member, new staff member, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> New videographer, new videographer or something. Yeah. Hey, new can you intern, put this summer can intern? You put the, can you put some more forty-five plates on me, please, homie? Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I think that's the only other noteworthy thing about the Cardinals. And uh, Vegas has their win total at four and a half wins. Um, yeah, that that basically tells you that they they expect this team to be really really bad, yeah. and that they should contend for the number one overall pick and. They, you know, they got their they they got Houston's first round pick last year, or or, or in the draft, so they could be looking oh, nice. at back to back picks uh, in the in the yeah. first round at the very top of the draft in twenty twenty four. So that's just one thing to keep in mind. Um, we're going to be fading the Cardinals all season long, with with the exception of a couple of players we'll we'll get to in it here in a little bit. But um, there's not there's not a lot going on with the scene, especially their defense. Their defense is still bad. 
They were ranked thirty oh, first. Wow. <laughs> they were the thirty first wow. ranked scoring defense last year. Not going to get any better. Boodle Baker doesn't want to be there. They have a couple of decent players, you know, with uh, Zayvon Collins and, and Isaiah Simmons, who had a pretty decent year last year. So, um, but nonetheless, they're, they're going to be bad. Yep. <laughs> you got anything to add, LQ? I mean, there's only like two players that I'm like really interested in drafting, and that's like later in the drafts, and that's Greg Dorch is my number one. I mean, Dorch is going to play. He's going to ball out when you give him opportunity to eat up that slot. Like, I'm tired of hearing Rondo Moore's name. I'm tired of hearing his name because it's not going to happen. Wow. We saw what Greg Dorch can do. We saw what he was able This boy averaged 17.9 fantasy points per game. In every game, he had over 60% snap opportunity. Put that boy in a field, you're going to produce. But, but I will say this. It will get a little dicey if you put the rookie in that quarterback. I'm okay with Colt McCoy because i seen what he did with Colt McCoy. i seen what he did with Kyler. I seen what he did with the other bull that I forgot his name. Greg Dorch is going to produce, but with this rookie, like you said, they might be trying to tank. So I don't know if this this going to fire off how I think it's going to fire mm, off. Wow, Greg Dorch, Ron, Rondell Moore disrespect. Wow, <laughs> that, that is not I, something that I, I put him outside. Just put him outside. Just let That's Greg Dorch play his clock. Okay. All right. Let's get to the key players. First off, uh, you know we I just talked about him getting in the weight room. Kyler Murray, we yeah. saw him towards the end of last season. He tore his ACL. Rough. Up until that point, he was quarterback seven on the year, balling, balling, even though they weren't really winning games, but it doesn't matter. Uh, he's quarterback seven in points per game um, towards ACL weeks 14. And then, you know, um, I'm not, I am not haven't really heard too many news what they're expecting him to come back, but I'm, a, I'm assuming that'll be mid to, you know, week nine and on. He might not even play this season because, I mean, all the reports and what we're speculating that he might not even touch the field. Uh, but I mean, we'll see. Honest, that, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. It, it um, would make it would make sense for them for them to put him out there because they're going to be like zero and eight, ten. Like they're already what like two wins in probably at that point. Like I'm it's not bad. putting it's my bad. franchise quarterback out there to get out there and get hurt again at a no point season. So this is real weird because we might see this boy get traded next year. So if he play his cards, right, he plays smart. Do not play this year. So, so the thing, so you think anybody would be interested in trading that contract? Cause I know me, I, we talked about it a few, you know, a few uh, shows back where like that dead cap money is something serious. I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if any team would even. I think they're locked into that contract for at least yeah. two years. For at this least two years. All about Jared Goff, and look how that played out. They ate that cap because they wanted him gone completely. And how I feel this team is operating now, they got rid of D-Hop. He would have been toxic to the atmosphere because he wanted to go. Kyler Murray is already stamped as a toxic player in the locker room of how he acts. I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, yeah, we'll eat that and let him go. You know what I mean? Like teams are – they're not going to hold on to somebody that's going to have the new head coach in there that's trying to get the the the, the locker room behind him and believe in him. If you got one guy that's already questionable, they're they going to let him go. They're going to eat that cap. Yeah. Possibly. Not talking in absolutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing the dead cap if they trade him pre-June 1st would be, what, almost $60 million. Mm-hmm. Next year would be forty six. Well, Jared Goff, I think his was like 32 or something that we ate. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, will, I will say if it, they wait after June 1st, that number drops to, I think, 3 million after this year, and then it goes up to 38. So, 
38, I can eat. <laughs> 30, 30, 30 is doable. Tank, tank it for Caleb. Anything under 40, anything under 40 is doable. So it is doable. It's doable. All right. Hold up. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can we can we can do we can kind of hold off on that 60. Yeah. Um all right. Like, so which are you, are you are y'all drafting Kyler Murray at all in, in y'all's best ball oh, drafts? Nah. I I actually have in the last two that that uh I've been in, I drafted him with my 16th pick in both of them. Oh, I'm just holding. I'm just holding up. He's my third quarterback, so I'm just holding up on the on the the slightest chance that he might play. That's the only reason. Yeah. So I'm 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 kind of with you on that because the one thing that we have to like realize where he's going is going at QB 22. That's literally where you know at least 50 wide receivers, 50 running backs are already off the board. Yeah, and you can be getting a guy that could be averaging you know you know tw- you know 18 fantasy points per game. You know over yeah. like the last like four seasons, he's finished QB 11, QB 4, QB 4. And QB seven in points per game. Yeah. Uh, so if if he plays at any point in twenty twenty three, albeit maybe week ten, week eleven, you can get you can get all that like later in the you know latter half of the season. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty good deal, especially as your third quarterback. Because if I'm drafting him, he's not going to be my my second quarterback. No. He's going to no. he, he's definitely going to be on three quarterback build teams. So yeah. And um, these are and these are quarterbacks that are like you know your Jared Goff, your Russell Russell Wilson, not like your your Herbert or your you know like the top four, top five, top six guys. Yeah. I'm not I'm not even entertaining. I don't need three. Yeah. But somebody yeah. like those quarterbacks, like middling uh, quarterback ones, then I'm taking the chance and and drafting Kyler on, on, as my third quarterback. Tua? Yeah, it's yeah, Tua, mm. Cousins. Yep. Like and yeah, then, in that range, and I'll, I'll take. I'll I would take, even draft. I, I would even like draft Aaron Rodgers, and I don't even have a. Much, I don't even have much Aaron Rodgers. This, you know, so far in best ball. That's yeah. weird. I should have more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought about that. Hold up. All yeah. right, so that leads me into our you know, the big question. Let me kind of mix it in with since we're talking quarterbacks. Do you think that Arizona should be tanking for Caleb? LQ, I have you answer first. I think so. If you go back to my theory that they eat that dead money. At some point, to get him in, you know, secure that spot. He could be a franchise quarterback. So it's like, if you want to get that bad apple, you make that move. You tank this year and you cop him next. But it, it's all speculation at this point. But we sh- we'll see, you know, come the first couple of weeks of football. We'll know exactly what they're doing. If they're actually trying to win games, you know, if he's coming in trying to make an impression. Like, look, I can win without Kyler. Like, all these things are up in the air. Yeah, I mean, the idea of Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. at one-two, very enticing, very enticing. Um, and I, I, I feel like they should, they, they could be thinking about that like right now because they're this this franchise is in, is in a tough spot. It's at one of its low points over like the last you know several years. Just you know, in yeah. 2015, they were in the NFC Championship game versus the Panthers, and now you know, eight years later, they're you know they contending for you know another number one pick and you know they actually you know took a quarterback in the top 10 i think uh what three you know four or five years ago with with uh, josh rosen and they moved mm-hmm. off of him because they realized that was a mistake and so <laughs> i drafting and then they and then they drafted kyler murray and so now they're going to re- potentially realize that kyler murray could be a mistake um because he hasn't you know really let the cardinals do anything uh so it's i think it's in i think it could be in play given how bad Arizona is projected to be this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I def I definitely agree. Um, we just never seen this 
in this circumstance where you've given that quarterback that second that second contract and now you got somebody that's getting more uh, as hyped as, you know, like Andrew Luck is who they're comparing it to in terms of, you know, the impact that he can make on on the football field right away. So it should be interesting what they do and how they navigate the season for sure, especially with that second pick, knowing that te- the Texans on the back end, they got to be good. Otherwise, they you just handed the Cardinals, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know that that mushroom that Mario, you know, soup, uh, soups up to. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So running backs or running back. Uh, yeah, there's uh, only one guy to talk about. Yeah, yeah it's James Conner. Uh, right, right now he's going RB twenty eight, going eighty eight overall on uh, underdog. Uh, really no competition in the backfield, in my opinion. Uh, you get a cheap every down back. Who's, I mean, we've seen over the course of his career that he can handle the load just. He just he tends to get hurt. That's that's the only thing. And uh, another thing, just to make note of, this is his. Uh, he's coming out with consecutive years where he's top ten in points per game, uh, fantasy wise. So, you know, he's a, a cheap, almost every down back. If if you're interested in that, so uh, Ike, what do you what do you think about James Conner? Uh, he's going at RB twenty eight. He's going. He's 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 one of the other other players that I'm looking at in, in drafts. I don't have. I don't have much of him right now, but I should be getting more of him. You know, over you know, there's he played six games without Kyler last year. He finishes an RB, a top five RB, like or top twelve RB four times, and three times he finished in the top five. And so he was he was eaten. Like he had over you know over like a ninety percent percent snap share, getting all the looks, getting all the touches, and it's probably going to be more of the same. I think the offense is going to go through him. Yeah. You know, especially you know given how bad they're going to be, they're going to be trailing. There's going to be a lot of dump off opportunities. Um, he averages like around, I think, in that same six game sample size, he was averaging around five five targets a game. So he can he's a really good receiver, and there's 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 going to be opportunities for James Conner to to absolutely smash his ADP. Um, so I, I I'm definitely going to be uh, now that I'm thinking about it more. I think I need to be drafting a lot more of him. I agree. I, I really feel as though it's him and Antonio Gibson. I've been targeting those, you know, mid rounds where I'm Antonio getting Gibson, that's right. Three. So like those guys, I can deal with. You know, if they crash and burn, if they're falling straight on their face for a couple of weeks. But I know at some point of the season, both of those guys are going to be able to put up fantasy points in my flex. So those guys you're safe with because, like you said, James Conner, the offense is probably going to go through him. There's nobody back there that I'm really fearful that they could take away notable touches. Like, of course, you know, the third string or the second string are going to get some touches per game, but nothing that's going to, like, take away from James Conner putting up at least 10 to 12 points, you know, every week, you know. But we'll see how this offense really turns out. Wide receivers, we got Hollywood Brown. He's going wide receiver 30, 59 overall. You know, before he he dealt with that that uh, foot injury, I know weeks one through six, he was smashing. This, he he yeah. was wide receiver seven, almost 20 points per, per game. He was on fire and then got hurt, and he just kind of, you know, he's just kind of middling around the rest of the season. So, and that that's where we saw Greg Dortch. You know, do some damage. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, we also got we also got Rondell Moore. He's going wide receiver sixty, uh, about one hundred and thirty first. Hey uh, man, relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, oh man, Mister Five Foot Seven, Five Foot Eight wide receiver, um, four two nine now. speed. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, we still believe. We still believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. You do. Um, you know, he's showing flashes here and there, but yeah. he stays hurt. Stays hurt. And then no, we got uh, 
possibility. Th- then we got LQ's guy, Greg Dortch. You know, you can get him anytime you want because he's not getting drafted. So mm-hmm. um, what we want to talk about, what we want to talk about this wide receiver call, we already know Hollywood is the number one. Like, if he's healthy, he's probably going to get 120, 130, 140 targets probably. But yeah. who, do you, who do you really think is going to be the wide receiver two in this offense this year? LQ, I'm going to let you go first. It might not be a wide receiver. It might be a tight end. Trey McBride. Okay. He's okay. on my radar. He's coming okay. up hot, man. I'm telling you, I think, I don't know if Zach Ertz will be a surprise camp cut, but I, I don't think he's going to get as much playing time as he did last season because he's coming back from injury, of course. I don't think he's going to be like 100% going into training camp or even coming out of training camp. So I really picked up a lot of Trey McBride, you know, in best ball right now. And I'm starting to feel like in redraft, he's worth that draft pick after, you know, the first 12 rounds. Like, it's like, why not? He can easily get himself on the field because if you look at the time that he started in week 10, like his snap opportunity just kept increasing. And then Zachary's got hurt. So I think Trey McBride is going to be a, a, a huge target for whoever's back there at quarterback. I, I'm, I'm actually 100 percent with you. Uh, as much as I like Rondell Moore, he's better than Greg Dortch. Uh, but we'll we'll talk. We can talk about that later. No. On. We, we can we can debate that. On, we could we can debate that on Twitter one day. Right. But right. uh, <laughs> but with regards to Trey McBride, I have you know I'm looking at 71 teams right now. He is my most drafted tight end. Let's so, go. Uh, okay. At, yeah. at 28. percent yeah. So I, I definitely cool. like I definitely like Trey McBride. And just a note on Zach Ertz, he's recovering from an ACL tear. So yep. uh, yeah, he's 32 years old and he's going to be 33 into you know in some well into the season probably not going to play early on in the season so I, I see i see trey mcbride you know kind of taking over that role and Turn they up. have the, they have the draft capital invested in him you know had the, i think he was a second round pick in 2022 yep. yep so uh yeah he's gonna get some opportunities in that offense yeah i was so it's funny that you bring up zach Ertz because we haven't really heard anything about his recovery either so no. i'm just assuming i already assumed that okay trey Mc, this is his time man this is his his position and You're i early. agree with you yeah <laughs> I uh, agree with both of you. I think Trey McBride is probably going to be the second, you know, the second target, especially if you're going to you're going to play a, a young a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback. They tend to like to throw in the middle of the field, and who's in the middle of the field? Your big tight end. So he's he's more likely to throw to his big tight end than like a five seven wide receiver. So um, I agree with both of y'all there. Um, anything else before we move on to LQ's team? Nope. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <perfect. laughs> I, get us into the next. All team, right. Man. So, uh, so the next team we want to talk about the, the Los Angeles Rams are coming off a pretty bad season. Um, you know, the, the bottom just fell out for this team, right? I mean, you uh, know, they, they started out, you know, you know, Allen Robinson was their prize for agent signing. We were just looking out just me and, and I'm a, I'm a, one of the biggest Allen Robinson truthers. I, I, was, I was disappointed. <laughs> Boy, I was definitely he, disappointed. He uh, hurt a lot of people's wallets. What? Hurt a lot of people's wallets. Yeah, I had a lot invested I in pride, pride, yes, just, just, just everything. Um, and Cooper, and not Cooper Cup, but Matthew Stafford was was awful. You know, last year before he got hurt, he like Cup was, out there, man, broken. Yeah, Cooper <laughs> Cup was still Cooper Cup in 2022 before he got hurt. I mean, it's yeah. it was just an all around bad season. Uh, some of the moves that they made, not really no. Not really uh, that many noteworthy moves. I mean, Baker, Baker Mayfield, who basically came in midseason uh, with two days of practice, beat the sure. Raiders, won a game, <laughs> showed up, won a couple of games, yeah. and then bounced. Uh, he's he's a, a Buccaneer now. They re-signed Sony Michelle for whatever reason. LQs can probably shed more light on that. 
Uh, and then, you know, they drafted Puka Nakua in the fifth round, who's been getting a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of positive training camp buzz. Yeah. And so uh, just kind of going into just really quick, um, anything noteworthy or anything that stands out from what the Rams did this offseason? Um, I think I, I feel like it's more so about, like, are their main guys healthy? Right. I mean, that's yeah. I think that's the number one thing. I think their moves, them getting Demarcus Robinson, them signing Tyler Johnson, these are all like wide receiver threes, wide receiver fours for their teams that they were at prior or they were cut, waived, whatever the case may be. <clears throat> so this is a move that we barely even see the Rams do where they go to free agency and they pick up guys that are not scratched, but guys that are just a little underdeveloped. And then they get Puka, Nukan, and it's like they drafted a wide receiver as well. Then they got rid of Allen Rock. A lot of moves are showing, like, all right, we're going to be prepared this season. If guys want to go down, get hurt, we got guys that can step up. Because if you look at that wide receiver room, Ben Skronik, man, you know, a great guy. You know, he makes plays here. But he not doing it at number two. And he's Ben Skronik. He's Ben (laughs) Skronik. He's he's a great blocker, man. Yeah, whatever. But Van Jefferson, <laughs> man, he he's a guy I've been rooting for these past two seasons where it's like, you got to stay healthy, dog. That's what it come down to because it's like he could be great in this offense, but he just got to stay healthy. It's always like he's going in training camp banged up, plays a season, gets a little banged up around week six, seven, and then it's a loss of production. It's it's He can't stay healthy. He might be on the field, but he's not healthy, and that's – kind of damning to the offense but i like the moves they're making to be prepared just in case this is something that's completely against the grain what you know sean mcveigh has done in the past yeah you know i'll I'll tell you this i'm actually in on the rams this year uh on offense because their defense is not going to be good either uh so like they're going to be in a lot of shootout situations and a lot of their players are cheap with the exception of cooper cup but you you can take cooper cup um, yeah. you know, the top five, like you, like you took him last year and that's okay. fine. But mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford's going super late QB 21. Uh, like you mentioned, Van Jefferson, he's going to go, he's going super late. Um, so like you can get, you can get like a backdoor stack with, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford and, and Van Jefferson to go in the same range. Yeah. So Van Jefferson had like the highest a dot in the league last year at 15.6 yards. He so, can go, so like he, if he just stays healthy, like you said, man, but like in, in Cooper cup is still Cooper cup. Yeah. And, Obviously, we'll talk. We'll get to you know, we'll get to cam makers here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually in on this offense a lot more than 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 people are. You know, people people uh, want to let on. So it's, I, it's I, the defense that's the selling point, though. It's going to be yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a lot of games. It's going to be like they up thirty, <laughs> but yeah. we're going to have to deal with it. It is. Yeah, what it is. Yeah, it yeah. is what it is. And people just need to remember, just two years ago, I mean, Matthew Stafford, we'll get to him now, threw 41 touchdowns. 41 touchdowns, finishes the QB 12 in fantasy. Um, and that it was just, you know, his first year in L.A. And we, we saw, like, right out the gate, that first Sunday night game, feeding Cooper Cup for a couple of touchdowns, mm-hmm. a couple of deep balls. Um, I feel like if, if, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, I think he can we, we can see some he, of the same. The reports are saying that he's – better than where he was at the time of last year's camp. So that that's that's good news for the most part. Cause I think he was dealing with like some type of elbow, I believe, going yeah. last year. So elbow, that, neck injury, something yeah, like and that. Then neck, like, dog, you just sit down, man. <laughs> you are killing yourself. We know yeah. you tough. We've seen it, man. You up there in age now, man. You gotta yeah. chill out. Gene, any 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 uh thoughts on Matthew Stafford's outlook for 2023? Um, I mean, 
I'm on the same boat. I think I think they're gonna be in a lot of shootouts because that defense is gonna be really bad. Um, as we get to some of the weapons, you'll 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 notice that like this is definitely a pass funnel. There are certain players that you're just gonna want, and you know it's gonna go to him. So you know if he can. And I heard the same reports about him being way more healthier, throwing velocity velocity is higher than it was this time last year. So you know it's looking good for him to you know have a redemption year and before they ship him out next year. I always find those like velocity reports like hilarious to, for some reason. I, I don't know, know why. Every, every, every time I hear, I, I know it was a, it's a positive for uh, for Matthew Stafford and everything. But anytime like they mention the quarterback's velocity is much better than it was the previous year, it's just well, okay. H- how can you measure that? Like how? you know what I'm saying? Like how? you get you get the gun, man. You get the gun. You just <laughs> like it, it was it was it was ninety it was nine it was ninety eight this time and last year it was like eighty nine. Like it's like what is it? Like I, I don't. <laughs> It, it's it's funny to me. It's <laughs> all right. So uh, on to the backfield. Just it's a it's it's a one man show. It's a one man show. Cam Akers currently going off the board as RB twenty two, uh, picked 71, 72 yeah. in the seventh he round. Needs to be rising. It's crazy. Yeah, and he's yeah he needs to be rising um, down the stretch. We all know about that hot stretch he had last year. He was a PPR RB four over the last six games of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was he was tearing it up. He helped one of my best ball teams collect collect the bag um, in, in uh on underdog. So shout out to Cam Makers for that uh 40 point performance against the the Broncos on Christmas yeah, big Day. Bag. Big yeah. bag Ike over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that big, but it was it was, it was a nice little <laughs> nice little Christmas nice little Christmas present. And so yeah, it, 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 he has no competition. I mean, we have you know slow, slow and small Kyron Williams. Uh, washed. Yeah, what do you do, yo? I mean, they they really didn't. I mean, he was one of the big winners coming out of the draft. Um, they didn't they didn't really add anything of significance. I mean, they have Zach Evans, the six round pick. Yeah, um, that could you know he was a former five star prospect, but so was Cam Akers. And so we'll see where how, how he factors into the offense. But you know, I like Cam Akers, especially in the seventh round. You're gonna get a three down guy. So all those three all those uh, zero running back drafters, they could be targeting Cam Akers in the seventh round after they just hammer receiver, hammer quarterback early on. And he's one of the guys that can help your team uh, you know, just yep. you know, pro, you know, progress. So any thoughts on uh, Cam Akers in the backfield? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's going to smash his ADP, and I don't think people understand how crazy he's about to get for him because he's going to see a lot of targets out of that backfield with Mike LaFleur at offensive coordinator. And if you look at all the DNA where he put into the offenses where he's involved, you're seeing guys average – the running back unit alone average eight targets per game. That is insane. So you're giving at least four to five of those to Cam Makers, and we've seen him in open space. He's healthy now. You ain't got to worry about the O-line if Matthew Stafford just dumping it off real quick to Cam Akers and he's up the sideline. You see him spin guys, jump over guys. This is a healthy Cam Akers right now. His ADP, what it is this year, it should have been that last year. Last year, yeah. yeah. I'm just like confused of what's happening. Like, yeah. bro, like, what are we doing? So Cam Akers is about to go off this year, and I'm not too worried about the guys in the backfield. I mean, Sony Michelle's there to block. Uh, Kyron Williams, he's another guy that couldn't stay <laughs> healthy last year. I mean, he got hurt. Going into camp, he got hurt on the kickoff, the first play. Then he comes yep. back and he gets hurt again. And it's like, bro, what are you doing with life? So yeah. he's not on my radar to even be relevant. He, he He's a guy you put him on the watch list for the rest of his career. 
So it is that. But Zach, Zach Evans, he's interesting. Like you said, he's definitely interesting, but I just don't know if he's going to play. I, I just don't, I just don't know if he's going to play now with this Sony Michelle signing because he's not going to be able to get the opportunity to be on the field. If Sony Michelle's taking that role of blocking and doing whatever else they got Sony Michelle doing on the goal line, et cetera. So we shall see. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, Zach Evans doesn't even play special teams. So if you don't play special teams and you're a six-round pick, uh, good luck, homie. Uh, yeah. Making roster. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Um, no, same – I mean, same as both of you. I don't see anybody else except for Cam Akers. I know we try to – people last year tried to hype up the Kyron Williams thing. No, I'm I'm good on that. Yep, I'm good. <laughs> that was me. I'm, because Cam Akers yeah, hurt, Yeah, I, I understand that. I have reason. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. You weren't the only one, but I was just like, eh, I, and I mean, Henderson was the most efficient back on that backfield. Yeah, yeah. The whole season, the whole ride. Yeah, yeah. So I just was he, confused why this was going on, but yeah, that's the past. Just, yeah, I mean, we're here now. Cam Akers is the guy. He should be the guy. We've seen what if he if he allows a running back to be the art, you know, the the bell cow back. We've seen what he's done with with Todd Gurley. What he did with Todd Gurley. This yeah. could be Cam Akers, and we got a preview of that. Hopefully, they can carry it on to the season. And we heard McVay already say that that Cam Akers should be a central part of this offense. So we'll see if he actually lives up to it. He is my fourth most drafted running back here at twenty one percent behind J.K. Dobbins, for whatever reason, Chuba Hubbard and Antonio Gibson. So, huh? uh, so yeah, I'm I'm in on Cam Akers this year. Love it. Another guy I'm in on Cooper Cup, wide receiver yep. four, going at pick five. That's the guy. Uh, That's a steal. Yeah, Cooper Cup was basically, you know, what whatever we saw in 2021, we saw 2022. He was number okay. one in, in points per game in 2022 but 20, before he got hurt. Uh, you know, he was pacing to like 140 catches, 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Bro, he, so, two weeks after his injury, he still was like top three in like receptions. Like the dude was just yeah. going crazy. And it was yeah. just like if he didn't get hurt, it would have been a monster season again. Yeah, uh, he was gonna I, he was gonna finish with like 185 targets. It was just ridiculous. Like, oh, and, and he was awesome. doing this while Matthew Stafford was just so bad. <laughs> and the offense and the in the offensive line was super ass. Off, offensive Hurt. line was so bad. Yeah, Matthew Stafford was bad. The line last year, bro. Like, there was just one crazy. thing. There was one thing that Matthew Stafford knew to do is to feed Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Number two in target share with 31. percent Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Tyreek Hill, him, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams were the only receivers over thirty percent. And then number five in yard, yards per route run. Um, it's going to be more of the same. Don't really see any other reason why this changes. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just Cooper Cup. It's the Cooper Cup show in LA again. And so, any Cup, any thoughts on that? Nah, man. Just I mean, it should be more the same. I I, I tried. I mean, I'm in the auction. Just big. 36, three team, uh, three league copy. I tried to get Cooper Cup, couldn't get him, man. I wanted him. I want him. <laughs> He's just, it's just automatic, bro. Where, who's, who else is it gonna be? It's automatic. <laughs> he should be the first one off the board if you ask me. But oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, Cooper Cup or Tyreek Hill for uh, 2023. Cooper Cup, C- so Cup think- or Jets? Who? J- Cup or Justin Jets? Je- J- Justin Jefferson. Cup. <laughs> cup every time, bro. Okay. Cup over Chase. He cup should be the one. So you're, you're saying in redraft, he should be the 101. He should be the 101. And I'm not, I'm dead serious about that. 
hey, you know what? That's not blasphemous. It's not it's blasphemous not, at all. No, it's not. No, um, no. Yeah. If you're getting him at the fifth pick, just think about it. You are sitting there watching everybody take four players before him. What are we doing? Yeah, and, and then, then on the comeback, yeah. you can get like a pretty damn good running back to pair with him. What? So, yeah. Because by, by the time you pick, you know, Jefferson and Chase at one, two, when you, when you get to the two, three turn, you're not going to get those, 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 you know, those work, those, those running backs with like the workhorse, you know, profile. Even thinking about it last season when Stafford's first season, people were still letting Cup fall to that fifth, sixth, seventh pick. Yeah. So what did I do? I went and got Debo. <laughs> the same year they hit, and I won that league. Like, oh yeah, you had, you had Debo and Cup on the same had squad. Debo, they both went off. They both. Damn, went off. I had no tight end for two weeks. You need <laughs> one blank because I was streaming. I'm like, watch this. Debo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, just real quick, the the rest of the receiving core. I will, this will be relatively quick. Uh, we got Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, and Puka uh, Nakua. Van Jefferson's interesting. We talked about him. Um, he's he's going to be slotted into the number two. Had the highest A dot in the league last year. If he stays healthy, him and Matthew Stafford can make some magic going on you know, with some deep balls. Yeah, he had 800 yards like in 2021. So he had a, he had a career year. Um, but, you know, that whole Rams offense went off that year. So third option on that team. He had 800 yards. Yeah. Think mm-hmm. about that. That, yeah. Only him and Tyler Boer were able to do that as third options on their team that year. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So put that in perspective. Him as the number two. Oh, we about to go crazy there. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's do Stay it. Healthy. Wide receiver 65, basically Stay free healthy. of your drafts. You can sneak him on your roster. You know, yeah. your your sixth receiver, maybe. Mm-hmm. Fifth, sixth receiver. And then, the, and then lastly, let's get the tight end. Tyler Higby, uh, tight end 16, pick 150. Um, roughly around pick 150, he was one of four of tight ends with at least 100 targets last year. He ended up he ended up getting hurt a little bit too, a um, little banged up. Um, but he finishes the tight end four, and he's going at you know tight end two prices. Um, so he could potentially tra- challenge for the number two, being the number two target. Yeah. Um, and that's a guy that's been kind of escaping me in drafts uh, so far this summer. I haven't been able to get too much of him because you know there's been a pick here, a pick there. And I'm, you know, a, a couple picks away from getting him, and he just yeah. slips slips through my hands. So um, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to, you know, prioritize him later in drafts because if you're not getting those early guys, it's it's you know the Tyler Higby, Greg Dolchich, Jawan Johnsons of the world are available late and very cheap, um, and those are the guys that I'm targeting um, in 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 drafts this year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Higby's interesting. This is the first year where I'm not like totally against drafting him because his ADP is so cheap. And like you said, like now in the question mark of who's going to be that number two, it could be Higby, you know, just to start off the season because you don't have a Allen Robinson there as a forced distraction because I really feel like those first couple of weeks, because I don't know if y'all know, but this man, Allen Robinson, the first 11 weeks before he got injured, he was fifth in red zone targets, bro. Yeah, he was getting he was getting targets. He yeah, was getting fed. Like the points were supposed to be there for him, but yeah. the, he, he just didn't produce. So if you can do that and flip that to a Tyler Higby, a Van Jefferson, whoever that number two is, I do like that production. All these guys are cheap, so you have to be in on this entire Rams roster because they're all dirt cheap, except for Cooper Cup, obviously. But I'm liking all their upsides. If you can get these guys in later in drafts, even Puka, he's my literally last pick in all my drafts. So it's mm-hmm. like. If you can get these guys for the cheap, it's a very low risk, high reward situation. Yep. 
Gene. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I um I'm as of late, I've been getting a lot of Higby. Uh just I, I that connection with with him and Stafford whenever whenever Cup was out was just it was damn near unstoppable. Like you just yeah. every week it was nine, ten catches, just automatic, just etch it in. So kind of like twenty nineteen uh, with that Jared Goff situation. Yeah, where those five it, games went off because Brandon Cooks was hurt. Uh, no, Cooper Cup was hurt. Todd Gurley was broken. Josh Reynolds was underdeveloped. Like those five games, Higby was getting fed like a monster. Yeah, yeah, it it was crazy, but yeah, oh, I, Todd Gurley. Yeah, it's it's RIP to him, man. It was crazy how that how how the how the how the ceiling just fell onto him, man. Damn, that ball was quick. It was quick. It was swift too. <laughs> yeah, it was very swift. <laughs> Go. What's up, everybody? It's Ike from Off The Line Fantasy Football. I'm excited to announce that Destination Devi is partnering with Underdog Fantasy for the 2023 season. There's no better way to put your skills to the test against me and other top fantasy football analysts this offseason. But here's the best part. If you use promo code OTLFF when signing up, you'll get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. And if you deposit $10, you'll get access to strategize with us in the Destination Devi Discord. Now, why is this important? You get additional stats, additional tips, and much more to dominate your drafts. And plus, and you know, we got all the information. We got all of the EDU for you. So what are you waiting for? Head over to underdogfantasy.com, sign up, and let's make this season one for the books. Seahawks. This is a team that... Me and I, we did not expect them to be good. And um, they, they, were, they were very good. Remember, my my prediction, one of my bold predictions for the season last year was that Tyler Lockett and Metcalf were gonna finish outside the, the wide receiver, uh, outside of wide receiver two range. And these guys finished pretty much wide receiver one, both of them. So <laughs> yeah. don't listen to me when they talk about Seahawks, but nah, uh, this I was I think we got to give credit, though, to Pete Carroll being a great coach, because honestly, Gino, for what he was in the camp reports, they weren't matching what we saw this season no, at all. No, You know what I mean? No. So it was kind of like we kind of were going off of what we were given. The information we were given is that him and Drew Locke were neck and neck for the position. We we're like, mm -hmm. Drew Locke? Oh, nah, this team about to be trash. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're not lying. You're not lying. We couldn't do anything about that. I'd rather be wrong about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how could we, the whole world was wrong. Like, there's no yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, this team was eighth in pass rate over expected for a team that like was always on the bottom half of pass tart, uh, just pass attempts. Period. For them yeah. to be top ten it was crazy. Um, it, last year in 2022. So, in terms of moves that they made. I know they drafted everybody's favorite wide receiver, JSN, pick number 20. Then they doubled back, you know, got another running back, Zach Charbonnet, around two, pick 52. And then they signed Gino to a, you know, a, a friendly team, a three-year deal, man. Like, what what do y'all thought? What do y'all thoughts about the moves and you know, kind of expectations from the moves that that we saw? Go ahead, LQ. I mean, the moves indicate like they mean business. You know what I mean? Like they got depth. They got guys that are going to come in day one impact. And I feel like they're keeping momentum of what happened last season to really take it to the next level. Like I'm talking deep into the playoffs. Like they're really gearing up for that. And Pete Carroll's a hell of a coach. He should have got coach of the year, in my opinion. Um, Gino, he he's a quarterback that, you know, he's going to take the chances. Cause like on the deep ball, this guy is hitting 
Metcalf. He's hitting Ty Lockley, and it's looking like it's effortlessly. He's hitting tight ends, middle of the field, wide open. He His QB vision just opened up. Like, I know y'all remember 2006, man, with the QB. Yeah. All the way up, son. Like, if you watch his tape last season, it's like he's one, two, three, read, boom, make a move. Like, he he's he's really progressing as that, you know, tier two type of quarterback where we have to start respecting him. Like, his completion percentage was high. His passer rating was high. It's like this dude was a whole new quarterback. And it's an offense where they got the depth, like I said, and players are young. Like, this team is going to be exciting to see, especially for fantasy. Yeah, uh, and just real quick on Geno, like you know, you talked about that uh, that that, w- that QB window thing. He basically had his whole Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning had the whole field. Yeah, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, they had yep. the whole field. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, these were these were. I mean, I don't, I don't think they intended on drafting JSN with the number twenty overall pick because he just fell. He just I fell about to say them. he just fell. He just fell to them, and Seattle's like, okay, well, we can drive, we can add another receiver. We just re-signed Geno Smith. Um, we can give him another weapon. We that sure another... believe in him too. Yeah, yeah, and we can we can draft another running back in, in round yeah. two. That's, That's fine. We we can we can establish it a little and protect our quarterback. So mm-hmm. um, now, with the, regards to the deal, it's it's a three year, one hundred and I think one hundred and five yeah. year, yep. one hundred five uh, million. But it's not really um, like an all in deal, right? They, can they have an out out after this one year. They, they have yeah, they have an out after twenty twenty three. So. Um, we we'll see how we'll have to see how he plays and we'll we'll get to Geno Smith here in a second. But yeah, I mean, that's I think that's the big question is like can what can Geno Smith do um in year two in this offense? Um mm-hmm. so uh, that's like I think that's the that's the that's the biggest question. Yeah, and I I mean I I mean logically people are gonna say, Oh, he's gonna regress because he threw over four thousand yards, he's never done it in his life, he's never thrown thirty touchdowns in his life, but again, we gotta factor in he had a top 10 offensive line with, with two rookies on that line, too. So he's that's another year under the belt. Like this. Yeah, he's never been in a situation like this. He now got three dependable wide receivers. He got two young running backs. He got a plethora of tight ends that they can kind of, you know, kind of trust. Uh, you, you see what they did on the defense. The defense is stacked up. So, yeah. okay, let's say that he doesn't play good. Okay, let's just hand the ball out to our big-ass running backs. Like, <laughs> he set, he set up, bro. Like, I think. I, I really think he's in a situation where he can he can produce similar numbers, man. I'm I'm really I'm really high on Geno, man. Even though he's he's going quarterback 15, um, I know people are really not expecting it. I think he can I think he can get come close to what he did last year, honestly. Now I am high on Geno as well, but at the same time, like he was number one in interceptable passes and number one mm-hmm. in danger plays. So he took a lot of chan- a lot of that chances, a lot of unnecessary chance. risks. <laughs> Um, and, and that and that speak to his aggressiveness because he trusts yeah. his receivers, Tyler Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So, um, may can he get can he continue to get away with a lot of those chances that he takes? I mean, I think at some point he may have a little bit more, uh, a couple more interceptions on the you know on the stat sheet. But yeah. overall, if he's still this aggressive, he still has two you know awesome receivers and now a third with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I think he can. Definitely pay off that QB for of of course pay off that fifteen uh, QB fifteen yeah. uh, price. Um, he got his sure. confidence back. He got his confidence. He's got, back. He's got a swagger back. You know, yeah. they, they wrote him off. He ain't right back. What's the quote? They wrote me off. I ain't they, right back. I ain't that right joke. back though. I ain't fire. right back. Bro. <laughs> that joint was fire. Yeah, <laughs> it was fire. And and just to add on to Gino, I mean, this dude was number one in the league in, in pressure completion percentage at sixty percent, which is. I mean that's freaking high. Usually you're 
you're usually elite if you're like at you know 50 52 percent he was at 60 so you know just i mean again like even clean pocket percentage he was number three true completion percentage he was four no deep i think deep targets he was uh number number three money yeah. throws he was three air yards he was seven so like just combine all these things like this is like just a you know formula to you know throw a lot of yards score a lot of points um you know all these things sound really good you we would have wished somebody like you know justin herbert would have had something like this going but again this is gino um uh, so i used to I mean, not I just pick that you take in drafts which i'm fine yeah. with no. yep yep me too all right so we already talked about gino in terms of one of the key players the running back room Ken Walker, RB16 right now, going uh, the 52nd, 53rd pick overall. He was number three in red zone touches last year with 52 as a rookie. It's a crazy number. Uh, but he was almost a 24% stuff rate, which was the fourth highest in the league. So uh, I know me and Ike, we've talked about this numerous times in terms of he was a true hit or miss running back. Like he was either busting a 20-yard, 30-yard, 40-yard run, or he was – he was behind the backfield or stopped for a one-yard gain. So, yeah. uh, which probably led to them, you know, drafting Zach Charbonnet. They spent a second-round pick on him. Uh, projected that he's supposed to be, you know, battling for touches with was with uh, Ken Walker. So, what do y'all think about this this backfield and what could potentially be for you know for fantasy owners? I can go first. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like Ken Walker where he's going. I mean, he's RB sixteen had over 1200 yards and nine touchdowns last year. I mean, I even even with all the, you know, the stuff rates and I know, you know, success rate for for a running back, I think he was dead last or second to last. Um but when he gets in the open field, when he gets in the open field, like he is he's an elite runner. Um I I still I'm still in on Ken, Ken Walker and he's another one of those, you know, proverbial zero RB targets, right? Cuz yeah. you know, he he could definitely be your RB one. Um, I, I I'm not too worried about Zach Charbonnet's role, especially in year one. In 2023, I think I'm I think I'm still good and still in on a Kenneth Walker. I'm not as worried. Um, it was still it was still a little bit of a setback for him, but where he's going in drafts at RB 16, I think that's I think that's a fine spot for him. Um, especially a guy that had he was number three in breakaway runs and number eight in mm-hmm. breakaway run rate. You know the the home runs are still going to be there, and that that's what you like to see. That's the upside you like to see in best ball touchdown upside especially in half ppr oh yeah so um yeah i'm I'm still in on kenneth walker um the backfield is interesting to me i think this is a one-two punch that Pete carroll has been searching for since the chris carson days you know what i mean like i really feel as though a lot of people aren't really understanding like charbonnet's role there because he averaged like what six yards per carry in college like it's freaking amazing so he might be the pure runner you know what I mean? In this backfield. And then you get Ken Walker out the outside, catching passes, doing whatever else. He's still going to be on the field, but it might be like a 60-40 split. And then I'm really worried about Charbonnet on the back end of the season when it comes to this fantasy championship and he starts getting too many touches because he's definitely going to get momentum. It's year one. Like, I'm not expecting impact the first six weeks of football. And you know what I mean? So I really feel as though this backfield is going to be interesting all season where you're just going to have headaches and ups and downs with Ken Walker, if he's efficient, if he's on the field or not on the field, who gets goal line duty, et cetera, et cetera. So I definitely, I feel that his ADP is already reflected with Charbonnet in there. So I don't think it's too high or too low. It's the sweet spot where it needs to be at as your RB2 slash RB3. So 
You just need to make sure you got a workhorse as an RB1 if you're going to go that route. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 The whole 60-40, definitely want to get a running back that's going to be your 60%. Yeah, because I mean, it can easily flip. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's dealt with injury as well. So at yep. any point, if he's not on that field and Charbonnet's hot, I don't see them going, you know, just flip back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. going to be a process. Yeah, yeah. You you brought up a good point in terms of, like, being late in the season. Yeah, you know, Pete, Pete Carroll, it gets cold. He's the bigger back. <laughs> I mean, it it can be dicey if 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 he misses some time or he just doesn't look good. So it should be interesting. But I think, like you said, the ADP I think is, I think both both spots are really, really pricing really well right now. He's going, I mean, Charbonnet Charbonnet's RB thirty two one hundred one, and you got Ken Walker at fifty two. So pretty much, you know, double up and you you get Zach Charbonnet. So I think it looks good. Uh, tight ends really quick. I don't really. I mean, they rotate them. I don't really trust any of them. I know no. people like Noah Fant, but I mean, it's Noah Fant should it, it, it should have happened already, man. It's over, man. Like <laughs> it's over. Got, yeah, it's over, man. Like you're 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 mixing in what Parkinson and and I can't even think of the other ones. Just it, nah, bro. Like I'm good. It's a cool mm-hmm. name. He had a nice RAS score coming out of college, but damn nah, saying. You know what's yeah, crazy? Man. They were actually fifth in tight end targets per game last year, which is crazy. <laughs> you know? But but it was all it's all it's there was no a, there was no production to show for. No, it's just no like because four different every, people running rounds. Bro, yeah. it's like it's like the Oprah meme. Like you want you get a car, you get a car. Every, no, like everybody got some. Everybody yeah. got some. Yeah. All right, wide receivers. I know this is what we really want to talk about for this team. We you know what DK. We know we know what DK did. He was wide receiver 15. They both, him and Lockett, both finished inside wide receiver 15. Lockett was wide receiver 12. DK Metcalf in his ninth in air yards, 10th in reception, second in red zone targets. Lockett was wide receiver 12 of the, uh, this past season. According to PFF, he scored 41 points over expected. Uh, so crazy efficient. Uh, this is fifth season in a row where he scored at least eight touchdowns. And, I mean, you look at it, you wouldn't even expect it. Just Quiet, quiet eight in a thousand yard season for this guy. And put that work in. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Just six straight it's, finishes it's, in the top fifteen. Like, oh, and then and then another thing over the last five years, he's fifth among all skill players and touchdown catches behind Adams, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and Travis Kelsey. To that list, <laughs> like that, that's a hell of a list. And then and also last year, like he was drafted as wide receiver forty six. Remember, everybody was just fading him because they didn't know who the quarterback yeah. was going to be. Wide receiver 46. Wide yeah. receiver 46. And he finished wide receiver 13. But, yeah. It's insane. I'm guilty. Yeah. It's insane. All right. So, we know these two wide receivers. You know they're going, both going. Well, DK is going wide receiver 15, obviously, because he's the big guy. He's the younger. Going 28th overall, 28, 29 overall. But Tyler Lockett's still getting disrespected. He's going wide receiver 33. Every 64th year. 64th over, overall. And we already know why his ADP is getting affected because of the third guy they brought into the mix, Jackson Smith and Jigma, wide receiver 32, going 62nd, 63rd overall. What are y'all thoughts about, you know, obviously JSN's impact in this wide receiver room? What do you think he's, his outlook is going to be? Do you think he's overdrafted, underdrafted uh, compared to, you know, his his other players are in this in this room? Um, LK, I'm going to have you go first. Uh, I think he's going where he needs to be at. You're just taking that rookie upside, that that year one impact of a dynamic player. Like we see it every year, you know, a guy just steps up and 
he's that big player. And in this offense, man, honestly, man, I think DK takes a hit because of JSN being so productive and efficient in the offense. Because we're talking about a player like I watch this day. I don't watch college ball, but he jumps off the paper when I'm looking at him, bro. And I'm like, you put him with Geno Smith and Pete Carroll and a, a very efficient offense, they're going to find a way to get him involved where he's going to be utilized as a weapon and he's going to be disgusting. So I think he's definitely going to have a year one impact on Seattle. And I think DK takes a step back, believe it or not, in production and efficiency. And it just is what it is when you draft a guy like that and he fell to you. So this is a gift for Gino. So it's going to be really electric when these guys are all on the field at one, one time. I, I do agree that it'll be electric when they're all on the field at the same time, but I don't think Jackson Smith and Jigba has the impact in year one that people are expecting because as you've a, a common theme that I've noticed across like all the drafts is rookie fever is at an all time high. Like rookie rookies are getting pushed up like so high. Like, you know, Jameer Gibbs is getting drafted really high. Jackson Smith and Jigba should not be drafted, should not be drafted ahead of Tyler Lockett at any point. It just at least this year. It just shouldn't it shouldn't happen this year. Um, and obviously in Dynasty, it's a different story. Jackson Smith and yeah. Jigba probably like I mean the wide receiver one or two. Um, yeah. but like but in, in redraft and in, in redraft best ball in 2023, one thing that people that aren't, you know, aren't uh, putting too much stock in uh, or are not really paying too much attention to is DK Metcalf's like touchdown luck last year. He was number two in red zone targets and only had six touchdowns. Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, so. I mean, if he, if if a big body guy like that continues to get targets in the red zone like that, you think at some point some regression will hit and, he, and those touchdowns will spike. He's I mean, he's he's scored double digit touchdowns before. Yeah. So I think last year uh, he had twelve touch uh, twenty twenty for twenty twenty one he had twelve touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's a double digit touchdown guy easily, and you know he was number he was number nine in air yards, but he was also number nine in unrealized air yards. So there was a lot of those convert, you know, a lot of those, you know, deep balls that weren't converted. So a lot of those could potentially correct. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people so, need to kind of, you know, do a little, do a little bit more EDU on DK Metcalf's 2022 <laughs> season. Yeah. Even though he had, even though he had over 90 catches and over a thousand yards, I mean, he still had a pretty good year, but there was still a lot of meat left on the bone. I mean, yeah, he should have been bigger. A lot of, yeah, higher. Yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of he, I mean, he was he was 13th in in, in targets at 141, and only yeah. had six six touchdowns six with touchdowns. you know with those red zone, zone looks. He didn't for, look at that's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I don't. I'm I'm Ike already knows. I don't like drafting you know rookies like as high as some of these uh, more established players, and I I think 32 is high, man, for any rookie wide receiver, especially when you go into a room where there's already two two established wide receivers. They're not slowing. Like they're not. It's not like they're trash. They're good. These are good wide yeah. receivers. You're going to a good offense. So I think he, especially early, I don't think he's going to make the impact that people think he he's going to make. I do think that like some of these numbers for the other two wide receivers should come down just a little bit. Like I don't expect DK to have 141 targets again. I don't expect Lockett to have 120 targets. They're probably going to come down a little bit, but I don't think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to come in and just like demand 120 targets. Like Seattle would have to throw a lot more than they did already this past season. I don't think that's going to happen either. It's like 80 targets. Yeah. If he gets 80, 80, that's 85, you know, and a bunch of touchdowns, seven touchdowns. Yeah. 
Yeah. He'll have he'll have his spike weeks for sure. He'll have his spike yeah. weeks, but in in terms of like you know throughout the course of the season, I I just don't see him being that consistent as a rookie in year one, especially with yeah. these two on the outside. If now if there was other if, if there was no Tyler Lockett or no DK Metcalf, oh yeah, push him all the way up, push him in you know yeah. wide receiver fifteen range, you know, like he yeah. he'd definitely be up there because JSN he was like one of like just remember his last season at Ohio State when he was with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. He he outproduced them, like he was better than them, and you saw the the rookie seasons that they had, right? Yeah. Um, and and I guess that's part of the reason why that he's getting pushed up so far, to, so high, is because he's better than them when whenever you know he was on the field together. But uh, just real quick, one more thing about JSN: he was one of two wide receivers at age nineteen to have a, a ninety a ninety plus PFF grade, and the only other guy was Jamar Chase. So he's joins pretty damn good company. Joins <laughs> pretty damn good company. So you know, part of me, part of me, like, people to go up now, dog. Yeah, part of me is like, oh, okay. Well, there's there's a case to be made for JSN, but at the same time, there's there's two roadblocks by by the name two, of two big roadblocks. Yeah. So yeah, um, it, it's all it's all relative right now. Yeah, it should be interesting for sure how how it progresses. I know people are speculating that you know JSN can only play the slot, but they saying that he's playing everywhere, so. Yeah. I mean that offense. That offense should be spicy. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it turns out for sure. All right. So last team, last but not least, we'll get to the uh, you know the the NFC West division winning San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> so <laughs> so extra. Yeah. <laughs> That is wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they 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 made it to the NFC Championship game without a quarterback, basically. Um, so, you know, for whatever that's worth. But, you know, some some moves that they made this offseason, well, they signed Sam Darnold on the first day of free agency for whatever that's worth. And uh, Jimmy G left for the Raiders. And so, I mean, outside of that, I mean, they didn't really make that, that you know, too, you know, too many moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously the, the big question that we have for the 49ers is what the hell are they going to do at quarterback? Mm. What are they going to do at quarterback? All right, now, Gene, so now, Gene, just real quick, Gene, we we did have Mike on last week, and we did we did we did talk about you know Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance, and first and then you know how you know Brock Purdy's not really that good, and he's a product of the system and all these other yeah. things. Yes. Okay, so I got I got a couple uh, got a couple stats. I want to read y'all. Really All quick right, before, we get, before we get into the discussion. And so, you know, Brock Purdy, I mean, people are saying, oh, Brock Purdy is, is, is a much better quarterback for this offense, blah, blah, blah. Well, him and Jimmy G were very, very similar efficiency-wise in 2022. And so, um, you know, first, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo had 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Brock Purdy had 13 touchdowns and four interceptions. And so um, EPA per play, Jimmy G was third. Brock Purdy was seventh. Uh, completion percentage over expected. There, here's the one thing that they they were both consistent on, but they were both really bad in. And um, among 35 qualified quarterbacks, Jimmy G was 25th, Brock Purdy was 26th. So they both didn't do anything extra to you know the you know, to complete you know complete passes Ooh. more more than they were expected to. And then there was that uh, the EPA plus you know completion percentage over expected composite score. Um, Jimmy G was sixth, Brock Purdy was ninth. And so that 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 more so to me speaks to the system that Kyle Shanahan is running 
and the and the weapons that are surrounding both of those quarterbacks that allow them to be successful. I don't think Brock Purdy does anything that special. That's just my opinion. And I think if Trey Lance gets in there, I mean, we've we've seen him, you know, run run around a lot and things of that nature. I don't know about, about his consistency of, of you know being a thrower, deep ball thrower, things like that. But I, I just think that they should give Trey Lance an opportunity to play, to really, really play, because he hasn't really gotten an opportunity to to, to play meaningful snaps. Because last year, the first game, monsoon, right? Tsunami, you know, rainstorm, whatever it was. Second game, they were in the red zone when when he got hurt. He, they ran a quarterback power and he broke his leg. Season over. So, what do you guys think happens at QB in 2023 for the 49ers? Um, I think Brock Purdy starts, man. I every everything just points towards that that this is their guy. Um. Just look, look, look how they treated Jimmy G before this Brock Purdy stuff. They didn't really any, they didn't want Lance to, you know, take over for Jimmy G. And Jimmy G was, he was just a quarterback manager that was efficient at it. He didn't do anything extra. Didn't really turn the ball over, you know, just get the ball out and let them, let the, your, your yak monsters do what they do. Uh, I think this is the same thing. He's just younger. Honestly, I don't think he does anything special. I don't know. I, he, he, I look at him, I was like, all right, cool. He's. CJ Beathard, he's Nick Mullins. <laughs> like, Mullins. what he, bro? Like, remember, remember when they flashed? You're like, damn, this it is what they got to, behind. Yeah. Hey, they I'm was like, feeding, hey, they was feeding yeah. George Kittle too, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I don't, I don't. There's nothing special about this dude. He just, he's efficient. Cool. All right. Uh, the Sam Darnold on the first day. That's almost a, a, a more telltale sign. Like, who? Why would you be rushing to go sign Sam Darnold when you got Trey Lance? I don't know. It's spooky hours for that young man. That's I mean, I mean, my brother was in the locker room. I I asked, I asked him and he was just like, people like Purdy, man. Like that's all he, he, Mm. that's, that's all he said. He said, people like Purdy, you know, we heard, uh, Adam, uh, with the 40 chess, he went to a wedding and Eric Armstead was at the wedding. He talked to me, he straight up asked him, Hey, what, what do you think about the quarterbacks? It's like, people are behind Purdy. That's what he said. It's Purdy season, man. Bro, Purdy I mean, season. I just yeah. feel as though them signing Sam Darnold was like, for me wow. personally, I was just like, oh, it's curtains for Trey, Trey Lance. <laughs> they're, they're about to see if there's a market for him because it Bro. don't make no sense. You go to rush out the first day of free agency for Sam Darnold after he's been to two teams and it just didn't work out. So yeah. you think you can make him better? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think more so, obviously, they need security and depth at the quarterback position because both guys were hurt. Trey Lance coming off an injury, Brock Purdy coming off an injury. But Sam Darnold, though, man, I really feel as though you guys could have did something better with this because it's like I don't think he's going to see the field this season. It might just be Purdy's season as long as he stays healthy the entire season. and You know, it is what it is for Trey Lance. Yeah, like I said last week, they should just trade him to the Falcons. Just trade him to the Falcons. <laughs> feed Kyle Pitts, feed Drake London, feed B. John Robinson out of the backfield. Let let let's go. That that'll be that'll be like a fantasy dream for everyone involved. That's must see TV. That's must see TV. Yeah, and get Trey Lance to the Falcons. Maybe we should just start start the hashtag Trey Lance to the Falcons. Yeah, for real. Trey Lance to ATL. Let's do it. 
We, but we I should. wonder if they actually tried to trade him during the draft, though. You know what I mean? They, if they, they said that they did it. They said they didn't have any calls or talks about any kind of trades um, related to trade. So I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, you know how these reporters, they speak in code or these coaches, they speak in code. They say a lot of stuff without saying stuff. So it's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Nobody wants him. Yeah, I I think that's kind of what it was boiled down to. I mean, you you know, Brock Purdy appears to be on track with his recovery and he should be cleared by like, I think August, the middle of August, late August. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he's going to be good. I mean, I want it to be Lance, but it's not going to be Lance. It's going to be Birdie. I think it's going to yeah. be Birdie as well. So, when it comes to fantasy, though, I'm fading all three quarterbacks. Obviously, there's no point. There's no. Point. Yeah, I mean, because you you're dealing with risk at any point. It could be any three, one of them just jumping in. Well, you can you can fade them if you're if they're if they're if you're drafting them as your QB two. But if you're drafting yeah. them as your QB three, like mean, Superflex QB three, no, uh, I'm not even... Superflex. It's got to be your last quarterback. You're it got to be Mac Jones. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be any of them three. Mac Jones is the bottom line. That's it. Yeah. Oh uh, man, he don't that's, want no parts. Okay. That's where you draw. That's where you draw the line. Mac draw Jones. Two, two, two are injured, and Sam Darnold's terrible. And nah. Yeah. All right. No. So let's get to the backfield. Um, starts with Christian McCaffrey. He's he's currently going off the board as the RB one. Um, you know, pick four. You know, three, four, however you however you spin it. Yeah. Um, but you know, one thing we do need to note is that his splits with with and without Elijah Mitchell are pretty noteworthy. Mm-hmm. You're saying 17 sure. points per game with Elijah Mitchell on the field versus 24.9 without him on the field. I mean, kind of means something. It does. Kind of. It but does. Saying something. Saying something. You know, <laughs> you know the, the, yeah, the rush attempt share. You know. Basically half, you know, you get half of you know, just you know, thirty-four percent versus sixty percent when he's off the field. Um in short yardage, doesn't get as many short yardage opportunities, forty-three versus sixty-eight percent. So, I mean, we know what Christian McCaffrey does in the in the in the passing game. He's always gonna be out in on routes, his targets yeah. per route run, target share. That's that's safe, that's not going anywhere. But are you concerned with drafting him as the the RB one off the board with you know with Elijah Mitchell kind of cutting into some of his at least early down work and some of his short yardage stuff because short yardage that definitely translates to red zone and inside the five and all these other things. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think it's very difficult, man, because I think his ADP is a lot of people banking on Elijah Mitchell being injured again. So that split, a lot of people are hoping for him to be moved out of the way, but. Now that I'm really thinking about it, man, it's like in the first three picks, I don't know, or the three and four, I don't know. I think that's a still a little too high for my taste. Like I, I was saying in the beginning of free agency, like, yo, CMC, you know, he, he's going to get a partner back there. He's going to get somebody in the draft. He's going to get somebody back there because CMC, we saw, you know, he's human. He's been injured. You know what I mean? So I really feel as though with that backfield, it's constantly going to be a number two on the on the field. But Elijah Mitchell stays hurt. So it's like. A lot of people are banking on that ADP for that. But I've been drafting a lot of Trey Mason in the very, very end of the drafts as well. Trey but, Mason. Trey yes. Mason. That's a name All that right. I, have not, I didn't expect to hear today. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect to hear that either. So for me, it's like, all right, so let's you factor in Elijah Mitchell playing. So who else are you going to put? Who's going to be the first running back you're going to take, man? 
I wouldn't take B. Are you? Are we people banging on Bijan? I'm not taking Bijan. Bijan, Austin, Austin Eckler. It's Austin Eckler. Oh yeah, yeah. Austin Eckler is possible, but Eckler. But I'm not. I'm not that aggressive as everybody is on Bijan. Like I'm okay with Bijan. Yeah. Falling past me, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of fate. I'm kind. Of, and that's another rookie, a, a rookie fever kind of thing too, right? Yeah. Because where's he going? If Christian right? McCaffrey, you know, if Christian like, McCaffrey gets hurt, like, and this is an extended period of time, Bijan Robinson, the first running back off the board. No, I, I no. no. Way that, too high. Yeah. No. So Eckler, Eckler would be the other one. The only thing is that remember, I we talked about this what two weeks ago where we talked about you know you know Kellen Moore wants to rotate two backs. I don't know how aggressive he's going to use Eckler like they've done the previous two seasons with with the previous coordinator. So. Um, but he doesn't but have get, a he doesn't have a guy like Zeke. Uh, no, he doesn't right now. That's true. I mean, they're, true. they're probably going to use him like they used Tony Pollard last year, and you know what Tony Pollard did. But yeah. I, I think I think I don't. I'm not worried about Austin Eckler this year because I think this is their obviously this is his last year, and yeah. they're going to just yeah. I'm about to say they're going to run the piss out of him. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to get like 350 yeah. touches probably. Yeah, yeah I think he's going to have it. They're going to dispose of him. Yeah, he yeah. he's about to go crazy this year too. To be honest, yeah. really feels but like the, he should be at least the second second running back yeah. off the board. Yeah, you so know. to bring it back to Christian, he'll probably. I mean, even still, like just the the mere threat of him, you know, getting the touches is enough where you he's probably gonna be the first or second. So I don't. I mean, I don't blame you. Uh, being the first RB RB off the board. Where's Elijah Mitchell going? Actually, though, he's RB forty one. 41. Uh, so and I still think that's high. I yeah, still think that's high. That's a little high, honestly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Jordan Mason might be the number two. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying, Elijah Mitchell can't stay healthy, so he might be a nice That's true. But, but to keep in mind, like, Jordan Mason was there last year. So when when Elijah Mitchell was hurt, it was nobody else. Like they even they didn't even they, rotate they another back. Yeah, they went yeah. another direction, and Debo started yeah. getting more rushes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. So maybe he needs some more development. Who knows? He should have fly. Or he, he got out there and did some little shake and bake. They, so they like, still got TDP. They still got TDP. <laughs> TDP. <laughs> more reps. I haven't heard. I haven't heard a peep about him. Nah, not not a sound. Yeah. Not a but, sound. But honestly, like oh, you know, Christian McCaffrey still had 21 fantasy points per game. I'm I'm cool. With, you know, him going yep. off the first running back off the board. I mean, I I'm not too worried about Elijah Mitchell, but those those splits are noteworthy. But CMC still has the upside, especially in the passing game, to to do damage to to make up for that. So, um, but but on the wide receivers, um, this is going to be an interesting discussion. So we got Debo mm. Samuel going at wide receiver 17 to so pick 34 overall. Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver 28 going at pick 52. And I am, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm definitely in on Brandon Ayuk for 2023. Um, Gene knows my love hate relationship with him. What he did to me in 2021. Well, what <laughs> actually, not what he did to me, what we Kyle Shanahan did to me. Yeah. Nah, yeah. he did. He did that. He was in the doghouse for a reason. So, so, oh, so he was in the doghouse, so so Trent Sherfield can get snaps over us. Get out of here. Get out of here. But he wasn't asking questions. He was doing his job, going on the field, doing his job. Don't ask him oh, questions. Oh, man. Trent Jennings Sherfield was and, and Jawan Jennings were getting snaps getting over us. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, come on, work. Even, even, I think even now, like, if you look, if, if, if they can rewind and they could just say, oh, man, you know what? 
that was a ridiculous time. I don't even know why. Mm-hmm. Why, why was I mad at you again? <laughs> why was I mad at you again? He learned from it, though. He did he learn from it. And now, he's, and now he's cooking. But just the question here is, like, who are you taking, who are you taking more of this year in 2023, Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk? I, I have a little bit of Debo, though. I have a little bit, to be honest. I don't know if I took him that high at wide receiver 17, but I did take him. But Ayuk has been my primary target just every time. Every time I see him, I just got to grab him because he's that guy right now that is the alpha of the offense in that wide receiver core. I know Debo's still there to be the most explosive, but Debo's falling back into his own ways after getting paid. He's just getting banged up now. He's not taking care of his body. He's not avoiding the tackles that we saw that year that he blew up because, of course, he was paying, playing for a paycheck. Like he's paying, he's playing to get that extra contract, and he got it now, and we saw what happened. He's not avoiding tackles. Like Debo is an electric wide receiver. He's just very reckless. You shouldn't be going shoulder up at a freaking linebacker. That's like 70 pounds more than you, bro. Like, stop. (laughs) And like, it goes into the conversation with Mike Williams. He's diving for every catch. Like, yeah, that's the, most, that's the most crash dummy receiver in the league. Yeah, there he is. He does I not brace himself that. for any for I, any falls at all when he dives in the air. Like it's it's, it's kind of scary to watch him jump in the air and catch a pass because how he comes down is going to basically end his career one day. Not, yeah, I respect um, it though, man. Jimmy, hey, respect the grind. <laughs> respect <laughs> the hustle, you know. Hey, oh, yeah. bro. What are you yeah. doing? Going out there, jump. Like, when you seen the hard knocks with Mike Williams that year? Yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he was always jumping. He was always crazy. laying on his back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, so with Debo Samuel, like, I know he, he finishes wide receiver 28 points per game, but Brandon Ayuk was actually slightly better at the wide receiver 23 in points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Debo Samuel was still like his, his usual yak self, um, even though he wasn't technically 100% healthy over the last four years since he's been in the league. He's been number one or number two in yards after catch um, per per reception. And so I think he had like eight this past year. His his uh, his breakout year in 2021, he had like 12 yards per catch after reception. Yeah, no, it's it ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think the last the the years before that, he was like at nine and eight again. So he's he's a yak monster, but three out of four years, it's thirteen fantasy points per game or less. Mm. I mean, it. I don't want to say that twenty twenty one was anomaly, but I mean, if you have four years of evidence and three of them, three of those years are not what twenty twenty one was, I I don't know, it smells, man. It smells like anomaly to me. And look, you got know. players, they know their bodies. Him screaming, yeah. I don't want to run the ball no more was the <laughs> red flag right there. Oh, all right. You you really messed up last year, huh? Your body is aching in training camp right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, but Brandon Ayuk, though, one of eight wide receivers to average 15 points per game as a rookie. I'm gonna go back to his rookie year because that's when we saw this dude start balling, start mixing up defenders. Start cooking defenders. I think it was um, the Eagles game, actually, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. the Eagles game. He jumped over that defender. He had that screen pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, out of – so, one of eight wide receivers averaged 15 points per game. All those other wide receivers went on to have at least one wide receiver one season. So, we're looking at oh. you know, Jamar Chase. We're looking mm-hmm. at Justin Jefferson. We're looking at Odell Beckham Jr. We're looking at DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf was in that sample. Right, so there's a lot of these wide receivers that he that he, that's in good that he's in good company with. Um, just last year, 
90, you know, 91st percentile versus man coverage success rate. Um, in press coverage, his success rate, 89th percentile. So, you know, you can't press him, can't play man on him because he's going to cook. He's, he's going to cook. Great system. Yeah. Very QB yeah. friendly. Wide receiver eight from week six on last year. So I'm I'm all in on Brandon Ayuk this year. I don't I don't give a damn who's throwing him the ball. I'm <laughs> wide receiver twenty eight, especially with all those peripherals looking as good as they do at you know pick fifty two. I'm really curious at the discount, man. I really want to jump in the minds of some people when they see him on the board. Why you go pass him? Like the dude yeah. is I don't even want to. I'm just gonna hey, oh, you passed Brandon Ayuk again? Cool, more for me. Thank you. Yeah. I don't want to graph him talking crazy about players to <laughs> so I can get them later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that bum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trash, bro. I don't know why you dropped the hill. Like, who, who's the quarterback? Yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> That's me. Oh, I've definitely done that before, and I've definitely got my guy a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, Debo's ADP is, to me, that's high, bro. I don't. It is. After it's just, down here, too, and Ben yeah. Yeah, that's high, man. It doesn't make sense. Especially, when, again, with somebody that's never been – he's only been over 900 yards once. He's only been over 850 yards once. And that was, the, that was the year where he went crazy. Yeah. He's always hurt on top of that. So, I'll pass on him, and I'll, I'll just draft the, the, the exactly. true number wide receiver, the receiver one in the offense. Yes, sir. All right, so lastly, um, we got tight end. Only one tight end, the people's champ. The people's tight end, George Kittle, <laughs> currently going off the board at tight end four, uh, pick 60. Um, last year, finishes the tight end three on only 86 targets. So less than 100 targets, he was a tight end three. Um, insane. Um, and then he was number one in fantasy points, uh, you know, scored over expected, uh, according to PFF. So uh, had 11 touchdowns. You know, we we talk, I think I remember talking about this many years ago. Like, you know, he had all that volume, all that, all that production. But only five touchdowns, right? Four touchdowns, six touchdowns. That was always his knock. That was always his mm-hmm. knock. Can he get in the end zone? Boy, did he get in the end zone this past year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so yes, we, did. we finally saw a spike in touchdowns. Maybe that comes down a little bit. Maybe that kind of comes into like the, you know, the seven, eight range. I'm but, still you know, good with that. Which is, I'm still good with that. You know, all, all you need tight ends to do these days is fall in the end zone, right? Yeah. And somebody with his yak ability plus touchdowns, um, what do you think about what do you think about his like his position at pick sixty? Um, y'all are y'all in on that or y'all y'all see other guys around that range that no. you will target over him or? Oh, I'm actually in on it because I feel like he was a little banged up last year as well, and if he's healthy, if he's you know top condition where he's at now, there's no telling what he can do this season. You know if he stays healthy, and I think he might lead this team in targets, man. Like I really feel as though this is going to be another smash year for Kittle. Yeah, I mean. He's one of those tight ends, like, if you don't get a tight end early, uh, he's one of those ones that you want to get early. If not, then you just wait to the end of the draft. So He's uh, kind of dropping, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Pick 60, like, that's like fifth round? Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, what? people are people are smartening up in terms of, you know, let's wait a little bit to get these tight ends. But he's one of those ones where if you're going to, you know, if you're going to spend on the position, you that's the that's one of them ones you want to get because that's the except for, he's like one of the exceptions. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I like to follow a rule. Like if if I know that tight end is going to get at least 80, 80 targets then he's probably going to finish within you know, the top 12. And he's always one of those ones that's finishing well above 80 targets. So 
I won't blame anybody that spends, you know, a fifth round pick on 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 a tight end of his caliber for sure. That's a steal. That's a real yeah. steal. We appreciate you, LQ, for coming on, you know, blessing Absolutely, us with man. your especially with your Rams knowledge, because I know you're a big Rams fan. We saw the Rams, you know, follow you on Twitter, man. So it's oh. official. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, official. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> and he, get, he get a press pass, man. Yo, we yeah. can't lit. Yeah. But I appreciate everybody listening to the show. Again, we were talking about ADPs uh, via underdog because uh, it's the most accurate, you know, ADP source right now since we're in the offseason. A lot of people are over there, you know, drafting uh, best ball teams right now. So if you're interested in doing that, you know, use our promo code OTLFF. You get you deposit at least $10. They'll they'll match up to, to $100, at least $10. And you get into the Destination Debbie Discord where we're talking, you know, underdog strategy, underdog uh, roster construction and things of that nature. So, you know, hop in and, you know, have fun with this uh, with underdog. So. Um, you can also tap into the, the All Gas newsletter that drops every Friday, 7 a.m. You can find that on Twitter at uh, Destination Devi, or you can find it on any of our Twitter handles. We usually, you know, reposting or whatnot. So, you know, tap in with that. Of course, you can follow our Twitter, our Twitter handle, Off the Line FF. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Genius G E N E S. You can follow Ike at Just underscore Ike 09. And of course, you can follow, you know, the Mister Mister Fire Content only. At real deal, real deal fantasy. Tap in with him. He's a real good follow. Really funny. Always talking fantasy, especially the Rams. So if you're a Rams fan, definitely tap in with him. He, in. he definitely knows. Definitely knows what's going on there. So, Ike, you got anything? LQ, you got anything for us? Nah, man. LQ, I appreciate you hopping on, man. This is an honor. It's dope. Got a, got yeah. another ver- got another verified got another verified <laughs> official guy on our. On our- <laughs> A celebrity guest, if you will. Nah, y'all my boys, man. This is great, yeah. man. I'm actually happy you guys thought of me to bring me on, bro. This this is a real spell. I told you the vibes was just clicking so before we even jumped on camera, man. Like, yeah. hopefully I can see y'all boys this summer, though, man. Y'all going to camera? Hey, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be I can be there. I won't be there because I just had a newborn, you know. Oh, congrats, I, uh, my boy. Yeah, yeah, man. Two months wow. old, man. Yeah, he nine That's weeks today, man. actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so we got I got to hold down the fort for a little bit before I can yeah, really get back outside again. So hopefully, y'all y'all enjoy yourselves. Y'all don't hurt yourselves. I know Des <laughs> Des Bryant Des Bryant is supposed to be out there, so hopefully he yeah. don't he don't try to do too much. I ain't doing nothing. I'm not getting active on any flat football field at all. So yeah. <laughs> I thought about it, and then I seen what happened to my boy, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what's funny is like two months, two months later, I tore my Achilles playing flag football. Oh yeah, with y'all. Yeah, hey, so. hey, I. You know what's funny? I had we just we just uh, won that league on Monday, and we oh, saw the I- a Ivy dude, League. Yeah, no, the the Lone Star League, the league that you uh, tore yours in. Yeah, a dude, dude out there in the team. We were playing the championship game. The second play of the game, tore his. <laughs> Bro, and I know another person that tore his like a month ago. Like literally within a, a year period, I ain't seen four dudes tore their, their Achilles. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, they're taking right Achilles out here, bro. You don't want to. You don't want to do it out here I'm in Texas. Good. They taking Achilles down here, bro. I'm definitely <laughs> had that injury in high school. I'm good, bro. Yeah, I am good. I've been, I've been, I've been blessed. I haven't had anything like that. So I'm gonna That's keep it. it going for y'all until <laughs> then. <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna keep it going. Stretch those calves. Yeah, I'm, keep, I'm gonna keep it going. 
Oh, mm-hmm. real quick. I know I posted something on Twitter a couple of days ago about getting redraft into auction, man. Cause I mean, all my all of my dynasty teams I played in, all the startup drafts have been auctioned. I know Ike hates auction because it's too slow for him. It's too long. Auctions, it's too long. It's too long. Man. Yeah. But auction man. is fun, man. So I'm a, at some point I'm gonna start. I need to start a a, a redraft league auction. I got. I never have, did it I, before. I might be down, man. I never did it yeah, before. Hey, we, yeah, can, we, we can start one. We can start one. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. We, I yeah. Think, I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'm open to start one. Yes, I'm open start okay. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So me, I will. We're gonna definitely try to cook some up and try to get some some of our people in there. You know, and, get something on sleeper going. Auction out bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got. I gotta get. I gotta get my people on, on auction because. Auction is the, the truest way to get who you want and really see how people oh, how draft value shows. players. Yeah, yeah, how they value players. Ah, you, got, you, got, you got to put money on it, man. So yeah, I definitely need to get get some more people on there. I need to holler at Troy and some other people to you know try to make this you no know, try to make it more official, man. Because hey, forget forget Snake, man. Let me let me go pick exactly who I want and put the money I want to put on them, man. That's what's up. We'll be back with y'all next week talking conference outlooks. Until then. Y'all be safe. Peace.